yo, yo, what's going on, man? Inks to go, aka Mr. B. Now, what's a go podcast? And we got the famous Aya in the building. How you doing? Yeah, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. It's a pleasure meeting you. Um, I know you came all the way from DC, so I appreciate that showing us love mm-hmm. and <clears throat> taking your time to stop through. So we appreciate that. Yeah. Well, I'm actually from Charlotte, but I okay. did come to DC um, to see some family because okay. I'm on a trip to perform. So. Okay. Though, are you originally from Charlotte? Well, I'm actually originally from Washington, D.C., okay. like in the Maryland, Washington, D.C. area, but I live in Charlotte now. Okay. That's dope. That's dope. Mm-hmm. So for people who are not familiar with you as much, how would you give give a guess, give yourself a bio, like who are you and what you do? Honestly, I would say I am a female artist bringing back realism and just authenticity through my music. Um I would say that my music is inspiring and healing, mm-hmm. and I just want to bring back that to realness to female artistry. Why is that? Because uh, that's not the most popular thing. Mm-hmm. Why is that important to you? Honestly, because, okay, so my music, I started doing music just as my therapy, mm-hmm. and I noticed that it was helping other people. So I was like, if I can help other people by coming back to my true self, mm-hmm. then I feel like that that's what my purpose is. Like, it's just something that feels natural to me and that is also needed in the music industry as well. For sure. I think that's hard. What? So I feel like your journey is going to be a little different. Mm-hmm. How do you uh, How do you embrace that? Like, you know your journey might be a little more longer than others. Mm-hmm. How do you kind of embrace that? Um, how do I embrace that? I would say that... I definitely embrace it a lot because it's something that's different and something that's true to me. So I feel like long as it is true to my soul, then I would definitely like embrace it. I would never answer yeah. that. Nah, that, that, that actually answered it because I look, I, when I hear your music, yeah. I look at you, I can tell you definitely different, mm-hmm. um, but it's not the, like, the, the, the trending thing. So people who are original, their journey is a little more difficult. Mm-hmm. But when they actually get it, they don't go anywhere because mm-hmm. they like, you know, they like a pioneer in their genre. Like you know what I'm saying? Because like, if you look at like the Kendricks and the J. Coles, their mm-hmm. journey I'm pretty sure was difficult because at that time, that that might wasn't in, right? But when they broke through the gate, they made their own thing, mm-hmm. and they still around like ten years later. You know what I mean? Versus going with the trendy thing. You trending for a year or two, but then like after them two years and the trend change, you like, like yo, you you remember what's the name or you heard what you know what I mean? Like they go with the trend, you know what I'm saying? So I think that's dope. Um, standing in your own lane and mm-hmm. and putting what you actually like first. How did you get into music? How did you kind of? I know you said you uh you've been doing. It. How did you kind of fall into that? So honestly, I've always been into performing arts. Like ever since I was little, like me and my siblings were literally like act like we was in music videos and wear wigs. And I had an older brother who did music, too, and he influenced me a lot to do music. And I always used to express through writing poems. Like, it's just a way I can speak to myself and get clarity with myself. And it's always been through writing and journaling and just connecting with myself. So that's how I started doing music. That's hard. Did you, uh, did you go to school? I actually did go to school. I went to Central Piedmont Community College in Charlotte. I went for a couple months, but I realized that it wasn't my calling. So, yeah, it wasn't your thing? nah, it didn't feel right. So, 
Yeah. Not, and I'm not saying school is not for people. It's just like, you know. It wasn't yet for you. At certain times, yeah. yeah no, for sure. Yeah. How did, because uh, that's, that's, that's different, right? So a lot of people who do go to school, they kind of use that as their platform to get their music out because mm-hmm. you got a group of people that's kind of like around you or whatever. Mm-hmm. So how did you... How did you take on that path? Like, okay, I'm not really messing with the school thing. How do I get my music out to mm-hmm. people? Honestly, social media. Like, I feel like that is the best way to connect with people of your target audience. Like, social media, you can really find people all around the world that's like, resonates with you mm-hmm. and your music and your story and just anything that you're trying to portray to the audience. So I definitely think social media was my tools since I didn't really have a social like social groups or anything like yeah. that. So are you are you social? Yeah, I am. I so, definitely am. So it's easy for you to make friends and stuff like that. Um <laughs> honestly, yeah, it is. To keep them, that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You at least make them though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So cuz you went from DC to Charlotte, that's a different move, right? That's yeah. pretty different. Mm-hmm. So when you got to Charlotte, um, how did you kind of like start getting getting with people in Charlotte? Honestly, through school and just my neighborhood and people that I knew before Charlotte, because I did have some cousins down here. Mm, okay. But that's how I started connecting, just going to school, meeting different people, going out. Um, like when I was a teenager, I was a part of this promotion group, and we used to always just go out, like even in the music group I was in before, we would mm-hmm. go out, perform, dance, like, and people in the club, they so used to like dance in a certain way, but we would actually go and have routines <laughs> and <laughs> dance at clubs and all kinds of stuff, so. <laughs> that, <laughs> that's hard. So when you was, well, let me ask you, what made you move to Charlotte? Because DC is a, is a pretty popular place for music. Mm-hmm. What, and what year did you move to Charlotte? So, honestly, I don't know what year, but I was about 13 years old. I'm 23 now. Yeah, yeah. yeah so like 10 years ago, basically. Okay, so back then, Charlotte wasn't what Charlotte is now. Yeah. What made you say, I'm going to go to Charlotte versus <laughs> going to Atlanta, which is like four hours away from Charlotte? Right. Honestly, I was 13, so my mom moved us down to Charlotte just okay. because of the environment, and she wanted uh, new opportunities for us. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I get that. So that really wasn't a choice. You, you kind of had to go. Yeah, it was like destiny, for uh-huh. sure. Okay, <laughs> yeah. okay, that's that's dope. So when you was in Charlotte, what do you? What's the biggest difference you noticed between being in Charlotte and being in DC? From the environment. Standpoint? Oh, the music. Okay, yeah. music. <laughs> we can get to the environment too, because I, I I don't live in Charlotte, so I would like to know the difference too. Yeah, honestly, the music is a lot different. Um, just because the DMV have like more go go, it's more like upbeat, and Charlotte is definitely more like chill vibes. But now it's starting to get hype, so yeah, yeah. But it definitely have more chill vibes. Like the music, the people, the environment is all different as far as that aspect. Now the environment, you said you spoke on, you said that's different. How is that? Because Charlotte is still Charlotte. How is that Mm -hmm. different from DC from your perspective? Um. The environment, I would say a lot of people in the South, they're more at peace. They don't mm-hmm. they don't really have to worry a, a about just, like, the environment, just going out on the street yeah. and getting popped. Like <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like that in Charlotte. Like, you can walk down the street, have a peace of mind, smell the trees, smell the flowers, yeah. feel grounded. 
but it's definitely versus, a difference. Versus DC, how's DC when you walk down the street? Um, honestly, it's not like how it was because it's been yeah. gentrified. So, yeah. but back in the day, it was definitely like you just had to be cautious. Yeah, yeah you know. So. No, that's yeah. that's that's dope. So did did that play a part in your music though? Like that mm-hmm. them experiences in DC and mm-hmm. going through that and then moving did that, do that does that play a part in your music today? Yeah, it definitely prepared me and just showed me a different part of myself. Um, so now I'm just finding balance and like the part of me, well, you know, that inner child that grew up in D.C. and had to protect herself and just live a certain way versus, you know, the young adult me that grew up in Charlotte and just, you know, I'm finding a balance within. But definitely D.C. is a strong part of who I am because... Mm-hmm. That was my like inner child. I grew up in my childhood in DC. So most definitely, most definitely. So <clears throat> when you first started doing music, was you always doing this style, or did it kind of just evolve over time? Because I see your style now. Was it has it always been that, or did it evolve as you did more and more music and got kind of experienced in it? Mm-hmm. So the more self awareness that I developed within myself, the more my music was able to grow and just like the more consciousness that I gained within myself um you can definitely see that my music has evolved over time because more of like in my history I was just talking about you know my experiences in life but now I'm talking about more of consciousness and unity when it comes to people and when it comes to our purpose and my message the message that I'm getting across so it's definitely evolved a lot. When, sure. <clears throat> when did you take that on? Because that's a journey in itself, trying to figure out your own identity and consciousness mm-hmm. and anything in that room, because that takes time, right? Mm-hmm. How do you, I guess, when did you start getting to that? Or you always been like that person that was like a conscious person when mm-hmm. you thinking? Honestly, <clears throat> it didn't really happen till after high school. And... It just it just came out of nowhere, really. Like, my brother had passed away, and I think it hit me really hard. Mm-hmm. And I had no choice but to deal with, like, the trauma and the experiences and face myself mm-hmm. and be honest with myself about where I'm at and where I need to go. Mm-hmm. So definitely, like, traumatic experiences kind of will wake you up mm-hmm. out of that, you know, sleep that, that you're in. For sure. Yeah. For somebody that's trying to be more conscious and tap mm-hmm. into that, mm-hmm. I guess some people call it your third eye. Mm-hmm. What's some things they can do to kind of get into that? Well, definitely you have to cut out the fluoride. So <laughs> fluoride, you gotta explain that to them. They said fluoride. What is fluoride? Fluoride is in your water. Is in like everything. Like literally your toothpaste, like your food. It literally blocks your third eye. So definitely fluoride. So. You got to cut that out. And honestly, meditation, eating vegan food. <laughs> they like, yeah, what? The what? <laughs> <laughs> sun, even, even sun gazing, sun, sun bathing, like uh, all Let's of go that. back because you got to take it one step at a time for me. Yeah. Right? All right, so fluoride. What's some things fluoride is in? Um, Like food, water, mm-hmm. toothpaste. So when they look at like a label with a label, say fluoride? Yes. Okay. Actually, your doctors tell you that you need to have fluoride. They tell you you need to have fluoride? Yeah. But you don't need to have fluoride? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. 
That's mm-hmm. that's crazy. It sounds right though, because everything they say you need, like it's like you usually don't need it. Right. Right. That, exactly. That's, that's crazy. All right. So cut out the floor, right? All right. Next, meditate now. Trying to get somebody to meditate is like trying to find a diamond over there in the corner somewhere. Right. right? So what's some things they could do to kind of get into that? Even me, like I be trying to meditate and it's like, yeah. Yeah. Like I don't really, you know, this is not really, I mean, it worked for me because I'm Muslim. So Mm -hmm. that's part of my journey. Mm -hmm. But that took me a long time to even get to that point. So for people who like trying to get into meditation, what's some things they could do to actually focus and kind of take time to do that? I would say intention is one of the biggest things, knowing exactly what you want to get out of the meditation. Like, sometimes we would go on meditation and just be like, oh, something's going to come to us, you know, but it's more of grounding yourself, listening to the thoughts, and having mindfulness, and having an intent of what you want to get out of it. But to something that will help, honestly, listening to different frequencies, like 432 hertz. Oh, you got like, to <laughs> I am okay, basically, it's different that. frequencies in in um, instruments. Okay, and the instruments affect your body like yeah. differently, like the different hurts. So, like listening to a certain hurt will help you just be more present and more grounded. That can help you with meditation. Yeah. Honestly, your diet, what you're putting in your body. Hold on, look, so we see, we gotta take a step at a time, right? Yeah. So the hurts, right? <laughs> so we we I think if you in music, you know about that, like certain. Mm-hmm. Beats, instruments, mm-hmm. tones will lower your vibration or raise exactly. your vibration. We, I think yes. everybody can get that. Mm-hmm. So give us a song that will lower your vibration and give us a song that will kind of raise your vibration. Okay. Any song that Janae Eco makes. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. There's, her songs will raise your vibration. Yeah. A low vibrational song. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Like, But... Honestly, it'd be any song that's like trying to bang like um, bad negative negative words into your like consciousness. That would be like a low vibrational song. So you you know when when that whole thing happened with Travis Scott, mm-hmm. like they was kind of blaming his music. They were saying his music was devilish mm-hmm. because of the eight oh eight. That was kind of like the way eight oh eight is is like a drowning. Some people call it devilish, but mm-hmm. it's just eight oh eight. But right. it is like a soul sucking beat. Yeah, it's like, kind of like drumming. Yeah, into your ear, like a certain. Yeah, saying it like like kind of like people call that like devilish or whatever, mm-hmm. right? So I guess that would be something to say a low vibration because it yeah. kind of paints that picture. Mm-hmm. And you like, well, you said uh, Janai Equal. I'm not I'm not too familiar with her music, but does her music like uplift you or something? Yeah, she's she's definitely a healer, and you can you can hear it through her. I feel like any artist that creates music that's healing is high vibrational to me because it's it's about how it makes you feel. I feel like that tells you the truth about the music. Now, I heard I heard some of our songs. Is that a woman thing or that's a everybody can get get to that? Like, because her songs are soothing. Like, I didn't hear too many dudes songs soothing. So, yeah, how do dudes get into well, it don't even have to be soothing. It's more about the words that you're saying to, uh, okay, and about your intention. Like, it's definitely different artists like J Cole. Like, mm, okay, I, I you consider them high. high I think it's, yeah, because it isn't the intent behind it. Uh-huh. Like, how how do you feel after you heard, heard that song? You know, what about NBA Young Boy? Is that high or low? <laughs> <laughs> 
remember he just made some songs that was like yeah because he it, yo his music i have you hype like it'll yeah. have you it might get you in trouble i don't listen to him that much so i might, can't comment on that <laughs> it might get you my, my point was like certain people music like that like it might get you in trouble, but it also might get you through something that you was going through. Mm-hmm. Now, his you no, know, not just him, but that whole genre of music, I think they call it like like drill or something. That whole genre of music, it can be like really, uh, how can I put it, really violent. Mm-hmm. But some people might call that soothing. Yeah, because I think it is about the message in the music. You know what I'm saying? Like... It doesn't have to be all love and light. Like, yeah. a person can be talking about being in the hood, getting shot at, but yeah. them coming out of that and changing their life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, doing something about the experiences that they're going through. Yeah. So I think that's high vibrational because their intention was to talk about how they got out of that situation, not yeah. dwelling on it. You know? Yeah. That's how I feel. But that's just my perception. No, for sure. All right, so... Moving on to food. You said food is next. Mm-hmm. What's some high high vibrational food and what's some low uh, vibrational food? So some high vibrational food is anything that is up from earth mm-hmm. that is high vibrational, like fruits, yeah. nuts, vegetables, and low vibrational is man-made. That's just period. <laughs> so like man-made food. Thanksgiving, they said that's the low vibrational place. Like the Thanksgiving food. Think that all the Thanksgiving food. I mean, it depends if you talk about like turkey and like ham. talking like mac and cheese, jams, uh, cornbread, whatever's on that plate that probably didn't come from the earth. Anything that's from animals is yeah. low vibrational to me. Uh, yeah. It's just low vibrational, it, yeah. it puts you in a low frequency, yeah. So, you're saying that the food you eat, yeah, I guess, it affects your thinking. Exactly. Okay. It affects your consciousness, your yeah. your thoughts, everything. So, like if you wake up, which describe your meals in a day? How do you eat? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, in the rising, I'll make me either a smoothie, yeah. a smoothie bowl. I'll make me some toast, probably some hummus with some tomatoes on it, with some cucumbers. Something light, and honestly, I've been eating once a day, and I'll just make me like an alkaline vegan meal, plant based vegan meal at nighttime, and that's a, that's all I would eat. Literally, I know y'all lost right now. I know I, we're gonna bring it back. All right, so <laughs> <laughs> y'all probably got lost in hummus. Like, so all right, look, why is it important to eat like that though? Does it does it help you? Because I think a lot of people they seen the benefit of it, mm-hmm. they probably would eat like that. Right, but they probably don't see the benefit of it. Mm-hmm. So, from your perspective, what is the benefit of eating? Because I eat one meal a day too. Mm-hmm. My shit is big, but mm-hmm. I do try to eat one meal a day. Mm-hmm. Um, but what is the benefit of start breaking your fast mm-hmm. with a bowl or a smoothie, mm-hmm. and then in the day not stuffing yourself, and then finishing your your uh your your dinner with an alkaline meal, mm-hmm. something that are kind of refresh you and, and kind of fulfill you what's the importance of that energy because everything is energy and you have to be really just cautious of how you're spending your energy so yeah yeah, you might eat something that's not as healthy for you but you're also 
lowering your frequency, lowering your vibration. When you're feeding yourself energy through music, through literally food, everything, like through thought-provoking conversations, you're literally feeding your spirit. And that's exactly what you want to do, you know. Yeah. Does that uh, affect your music? Like, does that, like, help your music too? Mm -hmm. Definitely. Definitely, because it helps me just, my consciousness, be at a at a good vibration to actually do music and just have a pure intent behind the music that I'm doing because I'm not operating at a low vibration. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, it's all connected. No, for sure. I, I definitely get it. So, okay, we got we got food out the way. Mm-hmm. How else do we get our vibrations up? Meditate, sun gazing, sun gazing. sunbathing. Oh, sunbathing, sun gazing. You gotta, creating. You got to break that down. Sun bathing and gazing. What's, what's that? So sunbathing is literally just laying in the sun, like on the ground, mm-hmm. like just connected laying to nature. Yeah, right oh, in man. the sun, eyes closed. You can even look at the sun. That's sun gazing too, which yeah. is also you know have different benefits, like getting downloads or just mm. different messages. You know, clearing your mind yeah. and connecting with the sun. So how, how important is sleep? Is that, that plays a part in your vibrations? I, I definitely think rest is important. Like, it's definitely a balance to everything. Mm-hmm. So. That's that's very interesting because in the music world, um, that is definitely not looked upon. Not even sleep, but health in general. Because mm-hmm. when you're in music, you're moving around so much. Like, you, it's hard to eat the best of the foods because you're probably on the road, right? Mm-hmm. It's hard to get a lot of sleep because you got to do a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. right? So how do you find a balance in because you still want to be successful as mm-hmm. much as possible in your journey in music, but at the same time, you want to kill yourself in the journey of that. So how do you keep that balance in between the two of chasing your dreams, but at the same time still treating your body, your mind, and your soul right? Well, just doing my practices, my rituals more that I would say that would keep me grounded, because if I'm not grounded, I can't operate as my best self. So, which is why it's essential to me to make sure that I'm doing the work, that I'm meditating, that I'm being mindful of my thoughts, that I'm seeing on a high vibration through my food. Just making sure that I do that first and making sure that it starts to become a repetition so it's just effortless. That way I don't have to really think about it, mm-hmm. but it just become the way, my way of living, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yo, yo, what's a GOAT podcast? We back, man, and we was talking about vibrations. I think that was dope like i was telling you off camera like because a lot of people are not into that but i do think that's becoming a super topic nowadays mm-hmm. so i think this is a perfect time to um to get into that type of stuff so that's dope what i wanted to ask was um so doing your music do you have an end goal or are you just enjoying the journey like do you say hey i want to do this and this or like i'm just enjoying the moment how do you look at that Ooh, that's a tricky question because as long as I'm creating from the heart, you know, that's all that matters and that I'm inspiring people. But at the same time, I w- I'm like, you know, how far can I take it? You know, like, can I help other people? Can I get to a point where I can even start my own label with other high vibrational artists and we could just help the whole world? Like, <laughs> but yeah, that's all right. But no. Like, long as I'm creating from the heart and is inspiring people, I made it. Like, 
Yo, mm -hmm. that's hard. Like, <laughs> I ask a lot of people that. The answers I get is nothing like that. Like, yeah. So that's hard. So your whole thing and everything you said was helping people. Like, in every sentence you just said, it, had, it, was, it wasn't about you and nothing you said. Mm -hmm. So that's crazy. That's so... That's really important. Go to yours is helping other people out through your music. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. That's hard. And, man, that's like putting yourself kind of to the back burner to inspire others. Do you, you think, think so? Why do you think that? Because I think I'm a little selfish myself, but mm -hmm. I think uh, people like you, though, like y'all, mm -hmm. you a star. Because mm -hmm. I know it's like a trait certain people have in them. And I notice when they have that trait. Like they become a star and not they might not be the biggest person on the world, mm -hmm. but in their atmosphere and in their world and in their genre, they become a star in that, mm -hmm. which to me is pretty successful. Mm -hmm. So I say that just because, but typically when you do that though, you give up a lot of yourself. Mm -hmm. And when you give up a lot of yourself, a lot of aspirations and dreams you have, it goes to the background to help other people out, mm -hmm. which that's still, some people might consider that successful because you help other people but at mm -hmm. the same time your dreams and aspirations might then come to fruition at your time because you sacrifice yourself mm -hmm. for somebody else's well-being mm -hmm. yeah see how i look at it is when you go alone you'll go fast like you'll, you'll get to your destination really yeah. fast everything will just happen perfectly for you it won't be as hard but when you go together you go long you create an yeah. empire you create a ripple effect you yeah. know and that's exactly what i want to do yeah mm -hmm. now that's hard and i know you mentioned a label one day would you like to have your own label mm -hmm. definitely I, I feel like you've been thinking about that yeah something you've been thinking about <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> definitely gotta have my own label because it's not just me i know it's a lot lot more people that can also create yeah. Music that will impact people for sure. How important is the uh, the business side? Because in music, you know, we got the music, which is super important. But I think mm -hmm. we got the business side, which is a little more important because mm -hmm. the music can't function without the business, mm -hmm. unfortunately. Right. So how important is that to know like the business side of things, or at least to the point where you can actually function and not be like mm -hmm. messed up situation. Exactly. And I think that's exactly why it's important, because as a young female independent artist like I am someone who has to know like when it comes to business and music business and investments and assets and just having my own team because if not they would definitely take advantage of somebody like me yeah. <laughs> like, so it's important to know because you have a different type of power when you know what you can do mm -hmm. and what you can't do and what you're capable of yeah, I think you mentioned, like, having your team. I think mm -hmm. um, that's super important, and too, knowing your weakness and your strength. Mm -hmm. Like you said, if you didn't have that, people could probably take advantage of you. But mm -hmm. you know that, you know that, so that's mm -hmm. why you put people in place mm -hmm. to fulfill those roles. So mm -hmm. I think that's super important, and to be, like, to have that self-awareness mm -hmm. about yourself. Like, okay, I know I might not make the best decision in that area, mm -hmm. so let me bring somebody in that can. I see your team... You got a lot of women in your team. Is that on purpose or that's just who kind of like rock with you? That's just who rocking with me. And honestly, if it was up to me, I would have a lot of women because I feel like women also help with keeping you grounded for sure. You don't think men do that? I think they do. I think yeah. it's more in the, like a protection aspect. But when it comes to like the music industry, 
just your emotions can just be all over the place. Yeah. Um, so I, I definitely think it's good to have women around for sure, especially like a lot of women in your team. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I do think that as well. Mm-hmm. I think having more women than men is a great thing because with dudes, we think like so like we not detail. Mm-hmm. We not as well. We are. We not as detailed as women to my perspective and working with men and women. Mm-hmm. And I can give a mission to a woman mm-hmm. and they go accomplish it. And I get that same mission to a man. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, he doesn't come back with it accomplished. I don't know what's the difference in between them two. But it just seems like women can get things done. Mm-hmm. They look, yeah, there we go. Yeah, they're very aware of their surroundings, mm-hmm. and they like they can't get. They're not gonna get jealous of you. Mm-hmm. Like they not the ego thing is not there for some reason. Mm-hmm. And with men, it is because most men don't want to be belittled by other men. We want to mm-hmm. feel like the the like the big dog of our situation. We want to feel like a little brother to nobody. Mm-hmm. Of course, you you don't mind starting out there, but eventually mm-hmm. everybody wants their own castle. Mm-hmm, exactly. Everybody wants to sit in somebody else's castle listening to them all day. But for some reason, women, they don't get like that. Mm-hmm. Like, they okay with aiding and assisting you. Of course, they got their own endeavors and things they mm-hmm. want to do, but they pretty much okay with, like, seeing your dreams and things you want to do come true. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, that's dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I also think it's important to look at it as a collaboration aspect when it comes to teams and using everyone's gifts for a bigger picture. I think that's important too, that we all collaborate because we can all create something bigger when we do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. You got a mellow tone. Do oh, you really? Think, yeah, you got like a super soothing <laughs> voice. Oh, God. Yeah, so the, when you like, so when you go in places, right, mm-hmm. do you think, your tone get you taken advantage of? Honestly, I think my whole demeanor gets me taken advantage of, yeah. but it's kind of like... Is that your kryptonite? Yeah, it, it yeah. definitely is a gift in a way because people definitely mistake what I could do because yeah. of how, you, you know... You can't even get mad at somebody talking <laughs> like you. Like, I can't even feel a certain type of way. Like, your tone is so smooth, like... <laughs> No way you get angry with somebody like that. You know what I'm saying? But on the other side, I look at it. Some people might look at that. Now, they don't know you. Mm-hmm. But they might look at that as like a advantage. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So how do you, is that something? How do you kind of like, I guess, protect yourself from the creeps? From the creeps? Um, honestly, discernment. Like, I think I know exactly when I just need to, like, go the opposite exit. way. Yeah, 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 exit the building yeah. when it comes to a person, place, or thing. I'm just very sharp, very aware. Yeah. So, yeah, I just use my discernment. <laughs> no, that That's definitely hard for sure. Yeah. And I know we had talked a little bit about the business side. Mm-hmm. Uh, you seem super creative. Do you get into the business side, or do you kind of just let somebody who's kind of, like, that role fill that or do you kind of like kind of put your hands in a little bit of everything i definitely put my hands in everything just so i can have my own foundation yeah. outside of everyone else like of course i'm gonna need help in certain areas but if i don't have the knowledge itself if i don't know exactly what i need to do then how am i going to be aware if a person is really helping me or you know what i'm saying because i haven't had that self-awareness again yeah. within myself i haven't done that self-work i don't have that self-love you know, so I have to develop that foundation in all aspects of my life first. So I definitely have to just know everything that I need to know when it pertains to me, my business, my music, 
anything I'm doing. For sure. Mm-hmm. What's some things um, that you do outside of music that might surprise people? They look at you, they're like, if she do that, I would never have thought about that. <laughs> There's some things that are surprise a couple people. Yeah, honestly, I've been learning some martial arts. I feel like that's <laughs> something. Yeah, that's definitely wouldn't have guessed that one. <laughs> I feel like that's something that would throw people off. Like, what? She does martial yeah. arts? Like, what, what, are you a belt yet? No, okay. I'm just self-taught. Okay, okay, copy. Yeah, for sure. What? It was another thing. Your martial arts threw me off. I didn't. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't think that. Way. Yeah, some martial arts. You said something else. Yeah. Um, I would say. I'm a mom. That's something. Guess that either. Yeah, okay. that's something that surprises people, especially because of how assertive I am and still passionate about my gifts. Yeah. After being a mom, like people think it's gonna stop what you're doing, but if anything, it, it gave me like strength and motivation to really pursue my dreams and yeah. all my endeavors. Mm-hmm. That's hard. I ain't even gonna lie, cause I look at a lot of people with kids. I'd be like. <laughs> Like, you lost all your motivation got wiped out, man. Right. Like, I see a lot of people, they, they be motivated, and they mm-hmm. be going, and they have a kid, and they just quit. I'm like, man, why are you quitting? <laughs> I guess it's probably, maybe it's hard to balance. Because whatever you're doing might not be paying the bills. Mm-hmm. So if you're in music, it might not be paying the bills, and your kid got to eat. Mm-hmm. So I see a lot of people, they're like, man, my kid got to eat, so I got to do whatever I'm doing over here. Mm-hmm. And it kind of takes away from the music, or whatever, you, whatever your passion is. That, yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. So how do you... I guess find that balance of still pursuing your dream full time, but still being mm-hmm. a great mom too. Any free time I get, like when my baby girl is sleeping, like that's when I put in the work. I just gotta do what I can with what I have, and that's just that's just it. That's hard. <laughs> that's that's super hard because it seems like you, like it seems like everything will come to you. You don't seem like a person that's like over chasing. Like it seems like you you cool with what's going on, and if it come in your journey, you definitely appreciate it. But you're not at the same time like doing anything and everything to kind of make your situation happen. Mm-hmm. Cause I see a lot of people they uh they like they force their situation into things like they like yo this shit is gonna happen, but they doing shit that's maybe not from a moral standpoint kind of cool mm-hmm. just to make their dreams come true. And then once the dreams come true, it's like you did all that and. It probably ain't what you thought it was going to be. you just looking crazy right now. So it's a lot of pressures and things in the industry, mm-hmm. especially with women, mm-hmm. from a like a moral standpoint. Mm-hmm. You seem pretty strong on that side. Mm-hmm. From a temptation standpoint, how do you do you deal with that, or does that really affect you? As far as temptations and things that happen in the industry, does it make you kind of be like, I don't know, maybe I should do that, or maybe. Do you, how do you deal with that type of stuff? Um, honestly, I just stay true to myself because what's for you will always be for you and whatever you chase will always be running away from you. So I think that's a false sense of security that we have to chase things instead of attracting things. And that's why a lot of people aren't satisfied with what they get because they end up changing themselves, their identity, their friends, just to get something that they think they want. When it, c- it couldn't have been for you, because if it was for you, you wouldn't have to change, you know, that whole situation, you know. No, nah, that's so. a fact. Once you get it, it's like, man, that's like, I, I used to chase a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. Once I got it, I'm like, it don't even feel like that. <laughs> like, the fuck, man, I to sacrifice everything for this shit. You know right. what I'm saying? And then once you get it, you're like, this doesn't feel it. Like, I thought it was going to feel you did everything to get a car mm-hmm. or a house or something materialistic. 
And then once you get it, like two weeks later, you're like, oh, now I want something new. Like, right. it's, it's never a satisfying feeling because mm-hmm. you always chasing. I learned that by actually chasing stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Now I know, okay, that's not it. You know what right. I'm saying? But it seemed like you already, you know, I'm guessing because, again, your journey helps you with things. With some things. And just experiences, too. Because I, I lived on that side of the spectrum yeah. of trying to fit in of places that don't hold space for me mm-hmm. in every aspect. When it comes to being with people or yeah. being someone I'm not. If it's not for me, it's, it will never be. Yeah. Like, and, yeah. <laughs> nah, for sure. Most definitely. With some, uh, some weaknesses. Some weaknesses. Oh my gosh, I'm terrible at procrastination. Like, really? yeah, because I'm a perfectionist, and because I'm a perfectionist, it caused me to procrastinate. Like, I that's guess that. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't have guessed that. I th- I like, I because it seemed like you were really focused on what you want to focus on. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't have guessed. But again, you said you're a perfectionist, so mm-hmm. I'm a perfectionist as well. So if it's not right, I want to get it right. Right. I don't want to just put anything out. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, but I feel like it's kind of. Bad side for sure. I I think it's only bad if it hinders you. Yeah. Like to a point where you're not doing anything. Yeah, so exactly. Like, and sometimes they could get like that. So. Yeah. So I think yeah, that's but, the only yeah. time when we gotta watch it when we so because I learned that nothing will ever be perfect. Mm-hmm. It might be good, it might be great, but mm-hmm. perfect. Because even if you do it perfect, when you go back and do whatever, check it out, like damn, I could have did something. You know what I mean? It's like it's always, always some you could look yeah. at and like and tweak it. You know what yes. I'm saying? So yeah. I learned, like, okay, let's just move our feet. Mm-hmm. Like, let's move our feet. Let's do do the best we can do. Mm-hmm. Get it out as far as whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And then as time goes on, we can perfect it. Because mm-hmm. really time is really what I learned is what really perfects things. Like mm-hmm. seeing things elevate over time. Because you might do something and that shit looks good. Mm-hmm. And then you look back like a year later, like, that shit was trash. Like, but you <laughs> thought it was good in that time period. Mm. But then you learn a year later because you grew with your, you know, your career, or your, uh, you know, what you do, your music or whatever, mm-hmm. and you got way better from mm-hmm. development and just putting time in. Mm-hmm. So I think you know, as long as we're not hindering ourselves or holding ourselves back from right. growth, that's the only time. I think being a perfectionist is dope too because you don't. Some people are not perfectionists, but. They just put anything out. Like, they, uh, I'm like, did you listen to that? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, that shit. You know I do admire that, but I see what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. oh, man, you anybody listening on your team? They check right. it out. You know what I'm saying? Y'all ran that across everybody? No way you could have ran that across people. So some people just throw things out just to get it out. But it's like, you do got to have some type of, like, mm-hmm. process where you kind of look over things, check it out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I think the way the world moves now you kind of got to make the world, like you do, you got to kind of make the world fit you. Mm. Like some people try to fit the world. Mm. When you try to fit the world, through. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you try to fit the world, it's like you constantly going to be just doing shit that's not of you. Putting mm. out music before time, because people eat music up in a day now. Mm. You put 24 songs out, they they ready for another tape tomorrow. It's like, damn, I just dropped 24 songs. Mm-hmm. So now you're just chasing and you're not putting out your best. Mm-hmm. And I know there's a lot of artists that get burnt out because mm-hmm. they didn't did so much and dropped so much. And now people still like, what's next? Mm-hmm. But I think if you hold off and kind of make people fit your timeline, like Kanye do, like Kendrick do, like J. Cole do, they're not dropping tapes every three weeks. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. they're not dropping tapes every month. Mm-hmm. They drop them shits maybe once a year. Mm-hmm. 
And that once a year, people go crazy over it. Or Beyonce, she don't even tell you when she driving. She just <laughs> drop her shit. Right. <laughs> like, you going to buy it anyway. I'm going to still drop it. Like, she don't even tell you. Mm-hmm. So I think, like, how you doing it is dope. It's going to take you a long way because you're making everything fit your schedule and how you want to do it. You're not moving based off the world and society and the music industry. You're making that shit move off you. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty dope. Tell people where we can find you and how can we support you. Yeah, so you can actually find me on all platforms under Aya the Light. You can support me by just vibing to my music and just keeping up with my latest content. For sure. I ask everybody this before we get out of here. The person right now, they kind of fucked up. They on their back. They they don't have no more in them. They like, man, I'm about to quit my dream. And, and that dream could be music. Mm-hmm. And what's something that you would tell them to keep them going and motivated to kind of accomplish what they Remember why you started in the first place. Remember your intention behind what you do. They're like, all right, I know my intention. What do you do after that? <laughs> well, <laughs> Honestly, just remember your intention. No, have a reason why, and the why has to be greater than yourself. If it's, mm, if it's that's, just... That's the key, yeah. Yeah, if it's just for yourself, it's, it got to be deeper than that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's hard. That's hard. So... What's the GOAT Podcast? It was a pleasure having you. I appreciate you Thank stopping you. through. Make sure y'all check her out. Follow her on Instagram. Insta GOAT. We out of here.